Unfortunately, I think I might be coming down with a cold. Maybe you can hear it in my voice a bit today. So the expression I want to teach you today is to come down with. To come down with something. Maybe you can guess from the context, but I'm going to let you think about this one and I'll tell you the meaning at the end of the podcast. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture with me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back. Really good to be talking with you again. I'm not at home at the moment. I'm currently staying somewhere near London for the week. So my voice might sound a little bit different, you know, the room is different, but hopefully it's still listenable. Hopefully you can still listen to it. Okay. Today I've got an interesting topic. I want to talk a little bit about English or British etiquette. Etiquette. So that word etiquette maybe is similar in many European languages. Basically, it just means how to be polite. So you need to have correct etiquette in different situations so you're not rude. Every country has their own standards of etiquette that you should follow if you want to fit in, be polite, be accepted by people, that kind of stuff. So I have created a list of 12 rules or 12 etiquette guidelines that you should follow if or when you come to the UK. These are just my opinion and it's based on my experience, so other people might say differently, but I really think these are some good rules. So hopefully this will be useful for you if you plan on coming to the UK in the future. If you don't want to come to the UK, I guess that's okay. But in that case, maybe you can use this, this podcast as listening practice. So we're going to be looking at a few good expressions throughout the podcast. And yeah, you can just practice listening to a British accent with a slight cold. Okay, so first area I want to look at is meeting people. Of course, this is the first one that makes sense to look at. So meeting people varies in different countries. Some countries, maybe you give them a kiss on the cheek, maybe even a hug. In the UK, this kind of touching people is a little bit strange. So generally, when you meet someone for the first time or even second time, you can just wave at them or give them a handshake. If it's a very casual meeting, a handshake might be too formal. But handshakes usually fine in most situations. And that's probably the only, you know, personal contact that you want to make. So number one, it's important not to be too touchy when you meet someone. Number two is arriving to a meeting. Maybe you've arranged to meet your friends or arranged to meet a co-worker or even a party. I would say that British are generally quite punctual. So punctual means we like to arrive on time. So if there is a party or event starting at eight, most people will arrive around eight. You you don't arrive too early. 
you don't arrive too late. Um, of course, this depends on the group. You know, some people are different. They like to be later or earlier. But in my experience, generally, compared to other, co other countries and cultures, British people are quite punctual. So if there is an event at eight, maybe do not arrive at nine or ten. So the next seven points that I want to give you, these are kind of based on my experience. And I think most British people would agree with me. But these are things that I see. Sometimes I see foreigners doing them. Sometimes I see British people doing it too much. So this is based on what I have seen in the UK. So the third point is do not cut in queues. So a queue, as we say in the UK, is what the Americans would call a line. So this is where you line up or you queue up and wait for something. Maybe you go in a queue in a cafe uh, or to wait for the toilet, maybe. But you should never cut in. So that phrasal verb to cut in line, to cut in the queue, that means to push in front of someone else. So someone's waiting to get their coffee in Starbucks and you walk in front of them, get your coffee first. This is a big no-no. Um, maybe some cultures, it's not a big deal. But in the UK, people will grumble and they'll look at you with very angry eyes. So it's not a good idea to do this. And that's very closely tied to point number four, which is when in doubt, queue. So when you're waiting for something, just join a queue. It's kind of a stereotype, but when I go to other countries, I realize that British people seem to queue more than other countries, generally. So queue everywhere, and that goes for maybe when you're waiting in a cafe, as I said, waiting for the toilet, people will queue outside the toilet. Um, sometimes you'll queue waiting for the bus. Or even if you're just queuing to ask, you know, a staff member a question, people will queue. So it's a very nice thing to do. It kind of shows that you respect the people around you. There's one exception to this rule that really annoys me. I don't know why we never queue for trains. So I, I like trains. I take trains almost every week. But I don't know why people don't queue. <laughs> when I went to Japan, everyone queues to enter the train, well, unless it's busy. And it's really nice. But in the UK, people crowd around the door. And then the people that want to get off the train can't get off because there's too many people in a crowd. So that's something I think we have to work on. If you queue for a train, you will probably be overtaken because British people are crazy about trains. But there is one thing you should do, which is polite when using the train. And that is to let people off the train before you get on. Now, I do sometimes see people not doing this. There are always exceptions to the rules, always people that break the rules that don't care. But 95% of the time, you should always let people off the train because getting off is more important than getting on. You know, it's a sign of respect. And quite often, if you do get on the train and people are still getting off, you will just be in each other's way anyway. So it's very important to make sure everyone has gotten off and then you can get on. 
Rule number six, etiquette rule six. This one might be a pet peeve of mine, which means it's something that really annoys me. So I might be a bit biased when I say this, but this is do not be too loud in public places. I'm a little bit hesitant to say this one because many British people don't follow this rule. If you go on a train or in a cafe or restaurant or a bus, you see people getting drunk, shouting, singing, playing music. Sometimes it can be quite chaotic. But generally, people don't like these people. (laughs) I think this is especially important if you're from another country because when you travel, you're an ambassador for your country. So when people see you, maybe it's the first time they've ever met someone from your country. So they will judge your entire country, your entire race of people based on you. And this is something that I think about when I travel abroad. I want to represent my country well. So I would always recommend against being too loud in public. So this would include maybe using your phone on the train, um, talking loudly with your friends in a cafe. Try to be respectful of the people around you. But, you know, as I said, people don't always do this, but I think it's a nice thing to do. (laughs) I think one of the reasons why it's a nice thing to do is because British people are very indirect. So they won't tell you if they're annoyed. This is a stereotype, but I really think it's true most of the time. For most people, when you do something bad or when someone does something bad, a British person, maybe they will grumble, which is when you make this noise, like that grumble noise. Maybe they will kind of huff and puff, like make all those noises. Quite often, people will not say anything. I am definitely like this. So if I, if someone annoys me on the train, perhaps they are playing music very loud. Or even just on the weekend, someone spilt their coffee on the floor and they didn't pick it up. And then it went all over my bag. I was really angry, actually, because it was a new bag. But being so indirect and British, I didn't say anything. I just kind of sighed and kept it to myself, even though I really wanted to say, hey, watch out for your coffee. It's a typical indirect British situation. So rule number seven is do not be so direct with your feelings and emotions. I think this is where we differ a little bit from, say, Americans, where they talk about their feelings more often. But in the UK, generally, we don't really talk about how we're feeling, like our deep emotions, and we won't tell people if we're mad at them. We often don't even say excuse me. So when you're passing someone on the street, maybe someone is in your way, they're blocking your way on the path. Quite often people will just wait there quietly until a space opens up. They won't even say excuse me. This doesn't always happen, but I think it happens more often than in other countries. So I think it's important to understand that British people might be more indirect than you're used to. Of course, it depends what country you're from, though. Rule number eight is do not ask personal questions. 
This is like overly personal. So quite often these could be related to money. You know, we don't ask how much some how much money someone makes from their job. Another example is we don't ask people's age, especially women who are older than you. That's the worst. But women in general, it's kind of polite not to ask their age. Men, a little bit more acceptable, but still something to be avoided. So think carefully about what you want to ask someone and maybe think about whether it is personal and maybe they could get offended. They don't want to tell you their money or their age because it's related to their status or maybe it might change your opinion of them. So be careful when you think about asking those things. Rule number nine is people say sorry a lot and it doesn't always mean sorry. So as the stereotype goes, it's very important to be polite in the UK. I'll come back to that later. And many people say sorry. So if anything bad happens, you're not sure what to say, just say sorry. You know, it's always a good thing to say. But many English learners might not realise it can have many meanings. When you want to get past someone, you might say sorry, which means excuse me. If you want to talk to the staff at a train station, you might say, sorry. And that means, can I talk to you? Maybe you can talk to a police officer on the street and say, uh, sorry. And that just means, can you help me? So sorry can have many meanings depending on the situation. So when in doubt, just say sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I think I say sorry too much. And a drunk man on the train the other day kind of shouted at me because I said sorry to him. So some people do not like it. For example, people often, you know, these days they're looking at their phones. They're not looking where they're going. They walk into me. Even though they are the ones who did the bad thing, I say sorry. I'm not actually sorry. I don't actually want to apologise to them. Maybe it's a little bit more like, sorry, watch where you're going. So there's another example of sorry having a different meaning. Always remember your P's and Q's. So here's an English expression, P's and Q's. P stands for please. Q stands for the sound in thank you, thank you. So if you remember your P's and Q's, that means remember to say please and thank you. Be polite, basically. And you know, it's probably the same in most countries. But yeah, it's always good to be polite when you're traveling, isn't it? Number 10, again, maybe this will be the same in many other countries, but I do see some people doing this and they get a lot of strange looks when it happens. And this is no body sounds in public. It's a big no-no. This would include something like burping, which is the noise you make when you have maybe too much coca-cola or something like that um also spitting anything like that kind of disgusting body stuff we never do it in public i've got two more tips today and these are both related to restaurants so chances are if you're coming to the uk you will go to some restaurants and what you hear isn't true the food isn't that bad i think we have some nice food here so don't judge before you try <laughs> So tip number 11 is do not make loud noises 
when eating. This is also a pet peeve of mine, something that bothers me uh, personally. Many British people ignore this rule, to be honest. But again, most people will agree with it. So when you're eating, don't make slurping sounds, which are the sounds you make when you're kind of sucking noodles, for example. Don't make any loud sounds while you're eating. It's always a good rule to follow. A bonus tip is when you're finished with your meal, you can put your knife and fork together next to each other on your plate. And this indicates to the staff or the server that you have finished. Maybe this is true in other countries too. I actually don't know. Maybe this is a worldwide rule, but it's what I was taught by my mum and I see many people do it in restaurants. So if you haven't heard this rule and you don't do it in your country, put your knife and fork together to tell people that you finished. The final rule is tipping. Always kind of a scary thing when you're in another country. You don't know how much money you should give when you finished your meal or anything for that matter. So I think the UK is very easy. Tipping is often recommended, but not usually necessary. If you go to a kind of a lower, cheaper restaurant in the UK, we have something like Weatherspoons, Nando's. These are kind of places where you pay before you eat. We don't really often tip there. You know, it's very cheap food and not so personal. You kind of pay, you get your food quickly, you go. Of course, you can tip and there'll probably be a tip jar on the counter. But most people don't, I would say. I hope no, no Nando staff get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> if you go to a very fancy restaurant, a tip is kind of expected in those cases. And it's there's no set amount of what you should tip. It's depending on how happy you are, how much money you have. Quite often it's something like 10% maybe. Or you can round up. So that term round up means you pay to the nearest five or ten pounds. So if your meal cost 19 pounds, you pay with 20, for example. It's rounding up to the nearest 10, the nearest zero or five. And it's very similar in terms of like taxis, uh, food deliveries or anything like that. It's all optional, really. So for example, yesterday I took a taxi it cost £9. Of course, I gave him £10, you know, want to be polite. But if you do not tip, if you accept your change, there's no problem and they will not think any less of you. Okay, before we go today, I want to address two common views that people have about the UK. The first view is that British people are polite. Everyone knows this, right? All British people are polite, of course. Well, not always. <laughs> you know, it's very easy to generalize a country, especially if you haven't been there before. But when you come to the UK, you will probably see quite a few rude people. Again, it's like any other country. There are rude people and polite people. But, you know, on my journeys on, on public transport in the street, I come across an equal number of polite and rude people. 
So I would say that view is not always true. But to end on a lighter note, the last view is that British people are unfriendly. So maybe because British people are less direct and we're not so open with our feelings, many people say the British are unfriendly. And again, it depends on your country. I would generally disagree with this. I think British people are not so open to strangers. They don't show much affection to people they don't know. But in my experience, if you talk to someone, they will almost immediately open up and they will show you kindness and welcome and be welcoming to you. you know, I have these experiences all the time. When I see someone on the street, maybe I think, oh, that guy looks so mean or scary or this lady looks so rude. But then I might kind of make a comment about you know, the weather or something like that. And they will immediately smile and talk to me. And I kind of realize you can't always judge someone based on how they look. So don't worry, most people are friendly. That's good advice for coming to the UK. So yeah, I will end it here. Yeah, so I hope you found these rules useful. I hope when you come to the UK, you can listen to this and follow these rules and let me know if you think they're true or if you think any of them are wrong, perhaps. But also let me know about the etiquette in your country. I love to hear about cultural differences and things like that. So if you tell me maybe this is the same in your country or something is different, I'd really love to hear. So get in touch with me. Let me know. You can comment on my blog, my website, ewmichael.com. You can email me, info at ewmichael.com. And I guess I should also just make a disclaimer that everyone is different. It's not really not possible to generalize a whole group of people based on some rules. And of course, this goes for the UK, it goes for any other country too. So the final expression today is to take what I said with a grain of salt. Take what I said with a grain of salt. So that means don't take everything I say so seriously because some of them might not always be true. Okay, on that note, thank you for listening today and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening. At the beginning of the podcast, I told you about my cold. I said I was coming down with a cold. Did you guess what this word means to come down with? It really means I am beginning to get sick. So it's quite a specific term in this case, but very, very useful. So think about maybe when was the last time you came down with a cold or an illness?